Hello, welcome back to Purity for Purpose podcast channel. And today I'm going to review or recap or revisit um, kind of like occult-like practices that can operate in the church. In this case, I'm reading from the book of Acts and it's referring to a man who operated in sorcery, depending on its interpretation is sorcery or witchcraft or basically or magic. So I said I was going to revisit this to find the correct scriptures for you, the listener, to find in the Bible for yourself. And I pray something is said and done to encourage you, to uplift you, to give you revelation, to know that God is real and that God is on your side and that he loves you and he wants the saints to be equipped to learn how to apply the word of God through the power of the Holy Ghost in our daily lives. God bless you and God loves you and don't you forget it. Hello, today I'll be reading from Acts chapter 8, and it's just a follow-up of what I said that I was going to touch basis on and find the scriptures to back up um, sorcery or witchcraft or magics that's read in the Bible. So Acts chapter 8, starting with verse 9, it said, But there was a certain man called Simon who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished his people or the people of Samaria, claiming that he was someone great to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest saying this man is the great power of God so I'm going to start right there it distinctly says he practiced sorcery amen the Bible says okay and the people were astonished or amazed. And the people they're referring to the people of Samaria. Because he claimed that he was someone great. And then they said that, that the man is the great power of God. Now, when I talk about occult practices in their previous recordings, this is how people sometimes can be deceived because a person may show certain uh, abilities in the church that people will identify that person as a man or woman of God because the abilities that they're doing. In this case, Simon was practicing sorcery. We'll continue to read. Verse 11, and they heeded him 
because he had astonished them with his sorcery for a long time. So he he had the people's attention for a long time. Okay? It says, but when they believed Philip as he preached, as he preached things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Then Simon, who was a sorcerer, himself also believed, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip. And was amazed seeing the miracles and signs which were done. So at this point, the miracles that Philip performed on the man and woman, because Philip preached in the name of Jesus Christ concerning the kingdom of God. So Simon the sorcerer, it says here, also believed. And when he was baptized, he he stayed with Philip. And he was watching and seeing all the works that God had done through him, all the miracles that were performed. Verse 14. Now, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who when they had come down, prayed for them, that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he had fallen upon none of them, They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Verse 18. And when Simon saw that through the laying on the apostle hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money saying, give me this power also that anyone whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Okay, so the previous chapters, or verses rather, said that Simon believed and was baptized. And then after, because he was a sorcerer, he did other things. People bowed down to him. They believed him. They said he was a a great man of God. Excuse me. They said he had powers of God. But actually, he didn't have powers of sorcery. He had powers from the the enemy, right? But then when he seen the miracles that were performed through Philip, the kingdom of God came down using Philip, and miracles were performed on men and women. He followed Philip. So then after he seen that, he said, hey, give me the same thing. I'll pay you for it. Then this is what happened. He said, but Peter said to him, your money perished with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. You neither part nor portion in this matter for your heart is not right in the sight of God. For your heart is not right in the sight of God. For your heart is not right in the sight of God. 22. Repent. Therefore, of this, your wickedness, repent, therefore, of your wickedness and pray God, if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. Isn't that something? 22. 
repent therefore of your excuse me repent therefore of this your wickedness and pray God if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you for I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity so poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity isn't that something so bitterness is it holds you in bondage it's almost like an unforgiveness or resentful type thing and bound by iniquity in your heart there's iniquity did he really believe but remember it said he believed in the earlier chapters I mean in earlier verses it said that Simon believed right Let's go back and read that. Uh-huh. And they heeded them because he had astonished them with his sorcery for a long time. But when they believed, but when they believed Philip, as he preached, as he preached, Things concerning the heaven of God, excuse me, the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. Both men and women were baptized. Then Simon himself also believed. Then Simon himself also believed. And when he was baptized, he continued with Philip and was amazed seeing the miracles and signs which were done. So did he really believe? That's the question. That's the question. So I'm just going to add my two cents, my perspective. Just like you may have people in the church today who who people look at the individual as a great power of God when actuality in actuality they're not a great power of God. They may be practicing sorcery literally in the church but I'm going to say Simon Peter practiced it out but came in saying that he believed and he was also baptized but then when he saw these miracles that laying hands on the Holy Spirit laying hands on the people and the people received the Holy Spirit Peter or rather Simon wanted that saying, give offering Peter monies. That's offensive to God. Don't prostitute God's power. You can't pay God for his anointing. Hallelujah. Because at the end of the day, why did he want this power? Because he had the power back then when he was, he had some power back then when he was practicing sorcery, but he recognized the power of God was greater than that of his. Because God used Philip and then the apostles came to assist in Samaria. So going back to the um, occult-like practices, we have to, as believers at a certain level 
be careful because Peter caught it. Peter said to him, your money perished with you because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money? I dare you. I dare you. You have neither part nor portion in this matter for your heart is not right in the sight of God. Now, and I'm, I'm, I woke up early this morning and I was led to this book. And it's, it's interesting enough, I heard this uh, man of God said something to this effect that when God was dealing with Pharaoh and what's going on in the Ukraine, he said something was so enlightening to me. He said, we're praying for Ukraine. But also, we could pray that God changes Putin's heart, or in the in Pharaoh's case, for Pharaoh's heart to change. And when we change, we turn around, it means repentance, right? And so Pharaoh didn't change his heart or change his mind. So God had to remove him. Because Pharaoh would not heed to what God had said to him. God, God, he seen the miracles. He seen what God had did after he used Moses to inform him to let my people go. And he refused. So Pharaoh's heart wasn't, wouldn't change. So his heart was hard and then God turned him over to his heart and heart. Because God always gives, I believe, mankind an opportunity. Because I know he's giving me opportunities. When I rebelled against him. Right? Because he loves us. He wants to give us a chance. Because his mercy. Or his son, he for this dispensation of grace, he wouldn't allow his son to die on a cross for us to repent of those things. But at times... People's hearts are so cold, are so darkened, and God a nudge, he even knock, he even he even try to bam with the bat around to get their attention to repent. But sometimes their heart is just gone, as in the case of Pharaoh. Now getting back to Simon. He says, verse 21 of uh, chapter 8 of Acts, You have neither part nor portion in this matter, for your heart is not right in the sight of God. His heart was not right in the sight of God. And Peter had that discernment because for you to want to prostitute God's power thinking you can pay pay for it it's offensive to the most high God and then verse 22 he said repent therefore of this your wickedness it was wickedness people on the natural sense they're not going to see it as wickedness but it's wickedness 
you weren't into to the things of God for, for people to be healed, for people to be delivered, for people to be set free. It seemingly he went back to his old ways of wanting power. So people can look at him as a God or great power from God. Because remember, he was a sorcerer. And sometimes when people come into the church, I'm not going to say the body of Christ because they may, they may not be true believers as this, this person did. He wanted that power. He was reverting back to his old ways, seemingly. Because the custom was that I read earlier that they paid for to know secrets so people can look up to them so they can seem like they're all powerful. But it says, repent, therefore, of your wickedness and pray God. If perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. You are poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity. So, as I'm thinking right now, how is he poisoned by bitterness? Is he bitter because Philip and the apostles demonstrate the power of God through the name of Jesus by delivering people, setting people free. They were free from demons. They were they were healed for being paralyzed. Was he bitter because people no longer look at him as greatness? In Samaria, was his heart really bitter for that reason? So he wanted he wanted to come aboard to see where he could make maybe the most money or get the most attention from the people. Since the power of the living God outshadowed his measly power. Hallelujah. Was inside he was bitter and, and jealous of them operating in the anointing of the true living God through the Son, Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit. Did he really believe? And and I'm led to say this because sometimes we have people who who in the church who go. Go to the church building who operate or function inside the organization itself and in reality their hearts are wicked full of bitterness and iniquity and I I pray that my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus if you send something, if you're inside a ministry that doesn't, or organization, a Christian organization that doesn't, or any organization for them, that doesn't line up with the word, the Bible itself, 
and I, I, I enjoyed the King James version because now some of the versions they change a little bit certain things but it's okay to have both to read both but my point is if you feel something it could be the Holy Spirit's tugging you to tell you no this is not the place for you and sometimes you 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 ignore because you don't want to be judgmental but the Holy Spirit knows all these things just like Peter said this to Simon who was a previous sorcerer but uh, 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 allegedly he believed but then later on he asked oh then give me this I'll give you money for this this power you have of the Holy Ghost basically to lay hands on people so my prayer is that you just just be that God give you discernment to not be under that leadership or that authority of someone whose heart maybe they did know God at one point but now their heart is full of is poisoned poisoned by bitterness and bound by iniquity and then it says then Simon answered and said pray to the Lord for me wow he said pray to the Lord for me that another things which you have spoken may come to pass so he said pray to the Lord for me that none of these things you said to me will come to pass but remember he told him to repent repent therefore of your wickedness but he's telling Peter pray for me that things is going to happen to me so so did he not ask God for forgiveness of that iniquity that he did? We can't repent for other people. People have to repent for themselves. They have to go to God for themselves. Right? Like like, like it says when they were preaching in the uh, John, repent. Repent to be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins, right? You have to make an effort. You have to do your part with the Most High God if that's the relationship you want to develop with God. But he said, you pray for me. He said, pray to the Lord for me that none of these things which I you have spoken may come upon me. That's not a repentance heart. He just want he just didn't want to perish with his money. That's it. He didn't want the con that's thank you, Holy Ghost. He didn't want the consequence. It seemingly he wasn't sorry. As I'm reading this. Because when we repent, we're sorry to God. Oh, I offended you, God. Forgive me. He's not saying this here. He's telling Peter, pray for me these things will happen. Pray, Can you pray for me that this don't happen? And a lot of times we may experience this um, on your workplace. People will find out you're a Christian or things like that. And then they may be going through hard times in their life. They may ostracize you. They may talk about you. But when they when when they have a serious situation in their lives and they want help, they'll they'll go to you for prayer. They'll come to you for prayer. 
because they know somehow they know God's going to hear your prayer and God won't hear them. But God will hear them if they repent. That's the thing. So, so was it because Simon believed that God wouldn't hear him because of his iniquity? But he he would if you repent. If you repent. Because that's what Peter said. Repent basically of this act that you've done. This wickedness. And pray and pray God if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you have to ask for forgiveness be godly sorry to change around from that but it seemingly Simon didn't do it he just told Peter pray for me that these things that that you say don't happen to me now we intercede for people we stand in the gap for people We ask God, just like Pharaoh, when change his ways. But at the end of the day, it's up to the individual. And this is what God is revealing to me right now. You could pray for somebody to know God, to to repent, to turn, to change their ways. But if if they're gone in their wickedness and bitterness, and they choose not to repent, if they have that clarity for that moment to repent and they do not so then that's on them but getting back to men and women of God in the organization or inside the church who really have a heart of bitterness and iniquity as we see, you could go to Acts chapter 8 and read it yourself. Because it did say he believed it initially. But if you read the whole chapter of that portion, that something happened at the end of this. Something happened. He got called out by Peter. Trying to pay money for the gifts of God and you do have some people who are just in in the ministry just to make money. They don't even believe in God. They really don't believe God. They don't believe in his his anointing. They don't believe his power. They 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 may see miracles and they know God has power, but they may want to extort it. They may use they may want to use God's power for themselves. And then if, if, if they were right with God and they fell into bitterness and iniquity, then they, they're, they're far from God. So then they, they may go to other resources to gain some type of power, which is sorcery. And the people of God who really love God, who seeking God, who may be babes in Christ, they don't know yet that this is not the anointing that's operating in here. This is straight, totally witchcraft. And the premise of it being a Christian church. So it could go either way. Either way. But if you feel, listener, that you're linked up with somebody who seemingly 
who is opposite of what the Bible teaches us, run from that person because the Bible says, eschew wickedness, stay away from wickedness. Don't connect. And a lot of times when you leave wickedness, it gets it gets upset. It wants to get you back. Right? But don't worry about that. You do what God has you to do. And then I'm reminded of um, how, how sometimes people in the body of Christ think they're alone. Um, I mean, I had a friend who told me why this um, other pastor sat themselves down allegedly uh, because of some things that he's done when he sat himself down he never revealed what he did but now it's alleged that they found out she revealed to what he had possibly done but I was like I respect him still because he's not fake he was honest enough to admit his mistake it may be embarrassing of what happened and what transact what transpired but he wasn't acting out of wickedness. He's not using sorcery. He fell like David did, possibly, in that area. I don't know. I have no proof. But the point is, his heart, like David had, still had a heart after God. If that statement is true with the individual revealed to me, that pastor who sat himself down still has a heart after God. And what I know when there's witches and warlocks and sorcerers in the church, they'll use that against you. But that's when we use the word of God. The Bible says God didn't come to condemn the world, but that he come to, to us. He come to the world that through him that the world might be saved. There's therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Now you may have somebody who's operating in un, uh, wickedness and bitterness. They're not going to repent. You have one pastor who's not going to repent, who's going to use your weakness as a weapon while you repent to God, but they're going to try to bound you up. It's a difference between godly love and control and manipulation of others. Control is not of God. When you have somebody who's trying to control your every move that say they're in the church or, or the body of Christ, that. Those signs don't t- t- show the fruit of the Spirit. Or in Corinthians, what love is. It's, it's, it's totally the opposite of it. So my prayer is, my brother and sister, just be... Open your eyes, stay awake, prayerful, and watchful. Because the enemy will try to deceive. And the Bible does say in the, in the last days there will be great falling away... And my prayer is that you don't fall away. Whoever is a believer that listens to this podcast. Read the Bible for yourself. Ask God for revelation and understanding when you don't understand it. But don't stop reading the Bible. Because he is the word. It's alive and powerful. Remember that the word of God is alive. When you read it, it it just it takes it changes you. Not read it because oh the status quo. Let me say I read the Bible today. No, just be intimate with it. Stop chasing the women and stop chasing the men. Be chase the word. 
Chase knowledge, God's knowledge. Hallelujah. I pray that something is said and done to encourage you because I love you and God loves you. And everything that I went through or go through, I ask God to help me to help somebody else. And that's my testimony, you know, and I love when God backs it up with scriptures to let me know, baby, what, what, what you, what I, the discernment I gave you is discernment. Hallelujah. It's not your imagination. It doesn't matter what others may think or believe. It's what you know and what I've shown you. And and for someone, maybe they'll hear this recording from years from now. I don't know. But I pray that you be blessed and never, never give up on God. I know sometimes it may be difficult, but know that God has you. You are protected. He's your fortress. He is your protector. Go to Psalms, read about it like he was David's and other Psalms protector. He's your protector to you. Also, because these are the promises that belong to the children of God. Hallelujah. You're his raiment. You're called by him. He loves you. And everything he promised the children of Israel, it belongs to you. Because now, through Christ Jesus, we are joint heir to the promises of God. Hallelujah. It belongs to us. And that's why I pray that God equips his saints. And this is the only reason why I believe the Lord led me to create this podcast channel because I can't keep in what he's given to me to share with others so that others in the body of Christ can overcome and be encouraged and know that everything is going to be okay. Just keep pressing, pressing, pressing towards the prize of the mark of the higher calling in Christ Jesus and Sometimes it's not easy, but it's do it. I'm gonna say it's doable because the Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Who's my strength? Christ Jesus. Who's my strength? My Heavenly Father. We rely on His strength, we don't rely on our own. Hallelujah. In this world, we cannot make it without God as believers, as Christians, as, as followers of Jesus Christ. We need God, the Most High God. Hallelujah. The creator of the universe and his beloved son who sits at the right hand of the Father praying for us. He intercedes for us. And don't you ever forget. And the Holy Spirit intercedes also. You're not alone. You're not alone, my brother, sister in Christ. And God is so infinite and omnipresent. He can touch somebody's heart and in Honolulu or in um, Europe to pray for you, your brother and sister in Christ Jesus that you never met, but we're connected through the power of the living God. God will touch people across the world to pray for you. Hallelujah. Don't underestimate the power of God in the seen realm and the unseen realm because all things are possible with with those who believe in God. All things are possible with God for us who believe, meaning it's by faith. So my prayer is, brother and sister in Christ Jesus, you be blessed.
And may God multiply you, strengthen you, give you revelation, and continue to build you up. And as you continue to watch and pray, be blessed and know that God loves you with an everlasting love. And don't you forget it, my brother and sister in Christ Jesus. Be blessed. This last portion of the segment is for those who may not know Christ and would like to get to know him. St. John 3:16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. If you believe that Christ dies on the cross for your sins. The Bible teaches us to repent. Repent of our offenses that we done towards the Father who created us. Repent for the remissions of our sins. And a lot of people say the Lord's Prayer. And I, I like it because it's like you're verbally speaking to God and you're saying, Come into my life. Take over my life. Come into my heart. And that's what is teaching us. So I ask you to ask God to take over your life. You're tired of your sinful ways. You want to change. And you don't know how to change. Because we can't do it on our own. So I invite you to ask him to come into your life. Come into your heart. Because he died for you. He died for your hangups. For your shortcomings. For your diseases, for your sin sick diseases. Hallelujah. And once you accept Him as your Lord and Savior, you are a Christian. Because the Bible says, if you believe and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. So once you accept Him, tell somebody about it. Let somebody know that you accepted Christ. Let somebody know that you're saved, that you're a Christian. And the angels are in heaven are rejoicing over your soul. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And for my brothers and sisters, maybe somebody's backsliding today. The Bible says he's married to the backslider. All he wants you to do is come back to him and repent to him. I understand being there, done that. We want, we want, we run away, we walk away because of life circumstances. But as I learn to read the word for myself, we go through in this life. Nothing shall separate us from the love of God. Like he says, he's waiting for you to come back to him like the prodigal son. Because he loved you today. Hallelujah. He, he wants you to come back home. And I pray that you repent and you come back to the Father. Hallelujah. And find a church, a, a, a full gospel church, somebody ministering the word of God through through social media, through Zoom. A lot of some churches are closed, some are open. Ask God to direct you. But I pray that you all be encouraged and strengthened in the Lord. In Jesus' name, 
Amen.